that, Samantha. There's no way you're moving into Mona's apartment. What? Not Sam. You. Me. Tony. Dad. What does he need his own place for? Well, everybody needs a little privacy. Besides, he's a healthy young adult. He might enjoy having other healthy young adults over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, but I, but I have, I have responsibilities here. Oh, come on, live a little. Look, it's a ten-foot commute. You can be here in twenty seconds, even during rush hour. Well, what do you think about it, Angela? Well, I suppose it would be nice for you to have your own space. Uh, you mean? You wouldn't mind sleeping alone in this big house? <laughs> I have slept alone before. Must you air your clean laundry and public? Hi, welcome back to. Ayo, oe. Who's the boss podcast? <laughs> I think I'm out of a job. You are. So that was Justin. Thank you very much for our very first <laughs> Ayo oe. Um, I'm Tori. I'm Kevin. And we are here to. Rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss? We got a voicemail. Hey, Tori and Kevin, it's Justin here. Just wanted to leave a little voice note to tell you guys how much I love and enjoy your podcast. It's so fun to hear other people talk about and point out some of the minute little details that most people don't usually notice about these types of shows. And it's also refreshing to hear criticism but coming from a place of love because sometimes you listen to these podcasts and you wonder do these people really actually like this show (laughs) so i really do enjoy your camaraderie and all the background noises i enjoy when your cats are running around i enjoy when your dog is ringing the bell to let out it makes me feel like i'm actually sitting there with you guys as we're going over an episode expect to hear from me soon because i have like for example how everybody in the Bauer Maselli household was captivated by a song that 12 year old Chad McCann wrote for Samantha. <laughs> it's just as funny how everybody comes walking into the room at some point throughout the episode and they're all singing that song as if it was like the number one hit for months on end. Um, but anyway, um, I quit rambling on. I just wanted to let you guys know that keep up a great work. Um, I'll be listening, and I can't wait till we get to some pivotal points. Can't wait to hear you guys um, continue on, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Justin. So, yes, that is Justin. He did our AOOA this episode, and I really appreciate that voice message. Um, And I'm sorry, something got cut off between the two. I edited two voice messages together, and I think it just cut off where he said he has some thoughts because Uh. then he he went into the Chad McCann stuff and I totally agree it's like would they really have been playing that song and everybody getting excited about it as if it was a good song right in the C80s like everybody dubbed off a a cassette tape of it Angela (laughs) Angela drove right yeah they were just all night long they were putting that little two cassette recorder to work yeah but yes well thank you so much uh, we really appreciate it and thank you for saying that you enjoy our background noises yeah. <laughs> because sometimes we wonder but alright so do we have any news yes we do what this, is it this is the last episode of season oh, yes, 3 yes yes we are at the season finale of season 3 we haven't at the end of this episode we will have completed 68 episodes of this podcast <laughs> oh my god I cannot believe that and How? what I 
But what I really can't believe is that we have 130 left. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just we keep this momentum going. All right. Because season four is a really good season. I okay, was like good. previewing some of the episodes we're going to be doing. And then season five, and then by season six, we'll just be angry. And then the next thing we know, it'll be season seven. Oh, and I then, look forward to being angry. And then our hearts will be broken and the show will be over. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to cover season three, episode 24. The title is A Moving Episode, and it first aired on May 19th, 1987. The TV Guide summary said Tony moves into Mona's apartment and throws a wild party to prove to his friends that he hasn't gone soft. Okay. <laughs> what kind of party was it? <laughs> oh, that makes the uh, part with Shalimar, the belly dancer, a little grosser. Yeah, but um, <laughs> this was written by Ken Cinnamon and Karen Wengrod. So they, they've written quite a few episodes. They seem yeah. to also get some of the larger episodes. Um, okay, so when this episode opens, we get a little recap as to what's ha- going on here. So Tony and Angela are in the kitchen, and they are helping Mona pack. And Angela's writing Mona kitchen on a box. Okay. <laughs> it, it already says Mona, and then she writes kitchen. But I love, I don't know why I enjoy this. I enjoy watching an actor write something. Mm. Because that is her handwriting. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. she's writing that as Angela, but you really only have it's not like your hand is acting as it's writing. So I just I don't know. I I don't know why I like stuff like that, but like that is her writing the word kitchen. Now, why does Mona need to bring a box of kitchen stuff to a hotel? She doesn't. No. That's no. a good point. Yeah, and then say they did the scene over again. What does Judith Light do? Does she now turn the box and write Mona again and then write kitchen again? Or does she write Mona Kitchen and then... Oh, maybe the first take she wrote Mona. And then the second take she wrote Kitchen. Oh, maybe. And if they had another take, she was going to put... Utensils. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Angela kind of recaps, like, I can't believe she's leaving us. Tony says the hot tomato is going to the Big Apple. I don't know. What does that mean? Now, he came in carrying two boxes, and his box, he said one is her lingerie, and then the other is trash, and he throws the trash box on the floor, and then he pulls a nightie out of the lingerie box and says, how can you tell the difference? Okay, let's not shame Mona's lingerie I know, and why is he digging through her lingerie? I know, like, I feel like that's a drawer you pack yourself. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and... Okay, well, we'll get to the locking drawer in a minute. Okay, so then, you know, Angela now is going to kind of recap what's happening in the last episode, which is that she's giving up her home. She's going to work with Uncle Cornelius. She's leaving. So she's just letting everyone know if they didn't catch last week's riveting episode of Mona, that Mona is moving out. Yep. So. Which we all learned. Yes. Okay, now, is Grover dead? Um, <laughs> because you would think you think what you like whoa well what happens to Grover now because right, he probably like, couldn't go to the hotel right so you would you would think if there was still a dog around then they would ha- say like oh you can move in this apartment but it comes with a dog so I don't think we're ever going to see Grover again I don't know that for sure right. but I don't think so 
I just looked up hot. Like I was trying to figure out if maybe hot tomato has a <laughs> has a um, meaning. Right? Does and, it? Well, Urban Dictionary. Oh, I can't okay. Even don't. Read no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not at all what he means. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't make any sense. But go look it up for okay. you people that are curious. <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised. What, uh, pleasantly, probably unpleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, because I think he's just saying, you know, he's just oh, trying wait to make a, minute. a comparison. Oh, well, okay, this hang just on. in now. Okay, all right. Hot tomato slang for an attractive female. Oh, okay. That's what Tony means. Check out, and then here's a, an example. Check out that hot tomato. Do you think she'd go out with me? I mean, that's... But there it is. This okay, is, and yeah. this is on um, idiomsthefreedictionary.com. Okay, I like idiomsthefreedictionary.com. Yeah, I mean, it's probably Urban just, Dictionary, which is usually disgusting. Oh my God, it's brutal. But you, um, I, I, uh, I just thought it had to. Be, first, I thought, well, it's Tony, you know, Italian tomatoes. You know what I mean? Like the hot tomato. Yeah, I mean, but then I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I bet you there is. Yeah. See, I wouldn't even have hot thought. Tomato. I just figured he was like. You know, big apple, hot tomato. Right, that's like what I mean. he was just trying to pick two fruits and then compare them, <laughs> which is where I thought he was going. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Angela is, you know, pretty stressed out that her mom is leaving. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, she's going to miss her mom, but Angela, your mom's kind of terrible to you, so maybe it's good for you guys to live apart for a little while. Mona comes in, and so Angela's worried that Mona is stressed out about this move as well. Mona is not stressed out. She comes in. She's like, I love moving day. She's so excited. She asks Tony, where's the trash? And then she chucks an album of baby photos. I mean, terrible. (laughs) Into the trash. And Angela's like, mother, those are my baby pictures. Really terrible. I know. Okay, so... Listen, I, I mean, I love Mona, but s- funny sitcom characters are horrible people. And now we can say, like, okay, we know that Angela has some photo picture, you know, photo albums upstairs from that episode where she and Tony were up there looking through stuff. Um, so, and maybe Mona is just going for the joke here because she knows Angela's never going to let her throw that away, but she just <laughs> thinks it would be funny to right. throw it in the trash first. But yeah, what mother would really throw out an album of their child's baby I don't, pictures? I have no idea. An insane, like, <laughs> you'd have to be really pissed off and like you're not talking. I, and right. even then, maybe you would, I don't even think somebody then would throw out baby pictures no. of their. <laughs> so I'm just going to say she's going, for the, she's going for the joke here and isn't really that cruel. So Angela pulls the album out of the trash and. <laughs> She's like, there must be some mistake. And Tony's looking at the pictures. He's like, no, no, that's you. And he says, cute gums. And he gives a little smile. Mm -hmm. So Mona's like, you know, when you're moving into a hotel, there's just no room for bric-a-brac. Bric-a-brac. Yeah. So um, Avi, Angela's baby pictures are bric-a-brac. Bric-a-brac. Now Mona pulls a statue of Elvis out of a box and hands it to Tony and says, will you please carefully wrap this up? Hmm. So, so just to add insult to injury, she's now going to hand Tony an ugly ass statue of Elvis in front of her daughter of whom baby pictures she just threw in the Right. Trash. Yeah, I can't take your baby pictures, but I can right. take this, you know, 18 inch porcelain <laughs> statue of Elvis, whatever the hell it was. 
So now the kids come into the kitchen and they're also helping uh, Mona pack. They say they got the whole bedroom dresser done except for one drawer mm. that was locked. Yep. <laughs> and Jonathan says, what's in there, Grandma? <laughs> God. You don't want to know. Yeah. Kid. I don't think you do. No, never open that drawer. You'll be traumatized. So Tony says, we're going to have Geraldo Rivera open that when you're 21. That's right. So that is a reference to when Geraldo Rivera opened Al Capone's vault. Yes. Not his tomb, which is what I called it the first time we referenced this. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it came up at remember. some point when I said tomb, tomb. instead of vault um and there was nothing in there nothing. right it was yeah, being let down nothing and it went on for an hour like i think it was like a two-hour special that they dragged that on <laughs> so this that special aired in 86 so it's 87 so that would have been so fresh it was hot. yeah day. that was like yeah people talked about that for years now the difference though there is that geraldo rivera found nothing and if they actually did open this drawer they would find stuff yes yes yeah, stuff that jonathan and would be never worse want to speak about again geraldo rivera's large mustache <laughs> so jonathan's excited about that he's like i'll be there and he goes running off mm, now not knowing samantha is saying you know it's such a shame that this apartment is just gonna sit there empty now when there are so many deserving people that would love to be able to live there and Mona's like, that's a really good idea. And then Sam's getting excited. She's like, oh, do you have call waiting? <laughs> oh, because she says Mona has a cordless telephone. Right. And Tony's like, there is no way you are moving into Mona's apartment. Yeah, nice try. Right. And Mona says, no, no, not Samantha, you. So everyone is kind of shocked as to why Tony would want to live in Mona's apartment. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess they're, yeah. Yeah, because Sam's like, dad? And yeah. Angela says, Tony? Like. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Like, but it almost makes sense for Tony to move. Like, that should have been instant. As soon as Mona said, yeah, I'm moving out, Tony should have been like, I want in on that. Right. I want my own place. Right. But Tony doesn't want his own place. Because Tony's a grown ass adult. I know. Who should yes. have his own place that he can have, you know lady friends over. Right. And if he didn't want to have sex with and marry the woman that's already living in this house, right. he probably would have jumped at that. But because he's already into her, he doesn't want to move further. He, he's trying to get into the bedroom. Oh, I guess that's not one way to out look of at the it, house. Sure. <laughs> he's trying to get further in. Um, so like, I don't think it really dawned on him. Plus his daughter lives in this house, which is always the weird thing to me about this episode. So I know he's only in the backyard, but it's like now... And we get to this a little bit in, later in the episode. Angela is basically taking care of a 15-year-old and her kid when Tony's not around. Mm. And Samantha's pretty self-sufficient, but you know she's still making decisions for what Samantha's going to be doing that Tony normally would be doing. I and see. I don't think she minds that, but that is kind of weird to not live in the same house as your kid, I would think. Um, I mean, yes I would love no. it. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, if there was any way I could live in the backyard, I absolutely would take that opportunity. Live in the backyard. <laughs> we have another room you can live in. I I know, but logistically, it doesn't really make sense. And no. because we're not divorced, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Listen, I know. if the two of us could go live in that house in the backyard and just let the kids fend for themselves and here, tear up the house, I mean, they should live in the house in the backyard. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. That would be nice. Okay, now, so Mona's basically saying, yes, like, Tony is a young, healthy adult, and maybe he would like to have other young, healthy 
adults spend time with him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and that is because there's no way he's ever having sex in this house with anyone. I'm sure there are rules about that. But in the garage apartment, he absolutely could have somebody stay over. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's a pad right there. Just sneak them out before Samantha sees any activity in the morning. Much easier than trying to sneak someone out of your bedroom. Yeah. But Tony's like, well, you know, I have responsibilities here. And Mona says, you're 10 feet away. You can be here in 20 seconds. Like, live a little. You don't need to worry about this. And Tony asks Angela, like, what what do you think? And she says, you know, that it probably would be nice for him to have his own space. I don't think she means it, but she says it. And I love when Tony says, are you'd be okay sleeping alone in this big house? And she's like, I've slept alone before. Yeah, I know, it's funny. <laughs> Which she has, and she's still technically sleeping alone, even yes. with Tony there. But I guess it, she dislikes that security of having like a man in, in the, the house, house yeah. just in case. They probably don't have an alarm, so that's her alarm. And then Tony says to Samantha, well, wouldn't you think it's weird that your dad's not living in the same house as you and she's mm. totally fine with it. I know. She's like, nope, Get I will out. not miss you at all. <laughs> you know, have a good time. So he decides he's going to go for it. He's like, you know, this might help me get to know myself a little better. I can read. I can think. Read. It's the last time we saw Tony read. <laughs> and then Mona reminds him that her jacuzzi has six jets. Yeah. And he says he does like bubbles. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's it's decided. Tony is moving into Mona's apartment. Done. So now we cut to Philly Fingers is back. Mr. Fingers. For no, again, no reason at all except... I mean, this actually is... Actually, there's more of a justification for him to be here than in yes. the, than in the uh, raging uh, <laughs> right. housekeeper where he just randomly drove... The, drove Malva. Right, Melva, to the house. For, it made no sense that Philly Fingers and Malva were hanging out. Right, yeah, this does make more sense that Philly would be there. And I feel like Tony's friends are kind of dwindling because... Um, yeah, Philly Fingers is all he's got left. Yeah, Mr. Mrs. Rosini's nephew isn't there. Um, and right. the hot guy, Eddie, didn't show up this time. Yeah. So Philly's there. Helping them set up the place. Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about this place a little bit here. So I never went back and looked to see exactly what was in Mona's place before. Right. But okay. So first of all, I'm going to say the stoplight was not there. The stoplight. Oh, yeah. The stoplight. Sure. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know. Did anyone else have this in elementary school? We had a stoplight like that in the lunchroom of my elementary school. And when you were talking too loud, the light would turn from green to yellow. And then when you were talking way too loud, no, the light would turn from that. yellow to red. And when the red light went on, everyone had to stop talking. No. Really? Maybe no. just mine. Anyone else? Let me know. Okay. And I'll, I'll never forget that. So, uh, and the beaded curtain on the picture window. Yes. That definitely wasn't there. There's beer cans now lining the top of the beam. I know, in everywhere. In the kitchen. There's some sort of animal horns on the yeah, beam. Like bull horns, maybe? Yes. There's a racially insensitive um, Native, Native American, American statue wooden, yeah, by the statue. front door, which was not there before. There's a telescope sitting in the middle of the kitchen. I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's Tony. It's, you know. <laughs> I know, and you can, you can go kind of dirty there because we do remember from another episode that 
the picture window looks into Angela's bedroom. Oh, maybe that's what the telescope's for. Yeah. And I looked to see if later in the episode it moved over to there, but it didn't. I just thought maybe somebody would have done that as an inside joke on the show. (laughs) Now, in the back, so there's a room that's like behind the kitchen underneath the stairs. And it's... I'm assuming that's where the six jet jacuzzi is, and that I know, the bathroom right? Is where back is there. the jacuzzi? I'm thinking it's in there. Yeah. But later, when you look through that doorway, there is a statue of an elephant in there, and I don't know why. <laughs> so this place is kind of a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's trying to like put down his little vase of flowers on the coffee table and Philly's like, okay, rule number one, you don't put flowers in your apartment. No. No. Did you have flowers in your apartment? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. Like fresh flowers? Yeah, once in a while, yeah. You would just buy them for yourself and put yes, them in your why apartment? Not? Oh, must Why nice. not? Now listen, I know when I first met you, your apartment was very nice. Mm-hmm. It was always very clean. It was fancy. It was nicely decorated, yes. So I mean, you know, for what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was hand-me-down furniture and stuff, but it, it was always very nicely kept. So I guess I could see, I don't remember flowers, but I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. So Tony's like, what do you know you live at the Y? <laughs> but Philly is very proud of how his locker is decorated. Apparently, his locker. His locker does not have fresh flowers. Yeah. So he's like, come help me. We have to go get the Astro Lounger. The Astro Lounger. Yeah, it's downstairs and it weighs a ton. That must have been, was that like a popular? I don't know. Are you I'm looking gonna, that up? I have oh, to okay. look it up now because I didn't realize it had a name when right. I first watched this. So I'll talk about Tiny then. So as they're going downstairs to get the Astro Lounger, Tiny is has already gotten it. He has it over his head and he's carrying it upstairs. He sets it down. So now guys, this is Tiny. Not to be confused with Pee Wee. Right. <laughs> But I honestly think that the actor who played Pee-wee was not available. So they were like, okay, let's get another large man, and then we'll just call him Tiny instead of Pee-wee, and that'll be Tony's other friend. Uh, Tony's other larger friend. Right, because it's basically the same character. Like right, they, right. I think they make right. fun of him for kind of being sloppy and big, which, again, can we just not do that? And, even, you know, I mean, I know maybe we don't see it as much with men Mm. having fat jokes against them as women, but let's just not do it at all. Um, So Tony's very excited about this astral Yeah, there's nothing really, I mean... You can't find anything? No, No? it's bigger like couch seats that come up for astral lounger. Oh, maybe that's like the newer... So I don't know. Yeah. There is one seat that kind of looks like that, but it has like a place to put your feet. Like a little footrest. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that he sounds didn't like get the, the footrest. <laughs> well, I don't think he needs it, right? Because it doesn't it like recline all oh no, you're right. No, it's just a it's seat. just yes. He does yeah. Oh, you would need the footrest for that thing. Yeah. But it does tilt like all the way back. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. So he's excited about that. This is probably the first time he's ever had yeah. any kind of reclining chair. Tiny. Tiny? That's tiny, yeah. Tiny probably found it in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I think Tony bought it. Oh, okay. Because I think Tiny just brought it upstairs because he saw it sitting down there. Okay, so now, and also I want to say, Tiny is wearing a sweatshirt, and it has a bear on it, and it says Huggable. (laughs) And I want that sweatshirt. (laughs) No. It's pretty cool. So, Philly says, okay, just one more thing to add to this. And he reaches over and he says, the piece of resistance. 
And then he pulls a leopard print synthetic blanket out of a box. Piece of resistance. Yeah, we looked that up because we were like, is that like a saying? And it is. And it is about, it's like the focal point of a room. Mm. And it's from a French phrase, which is basically the piece of resistance in French, which I'm not going to attempt to say. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that is his piece of resistance. Oh, well, isn't uh, Philly Fingers fancy right, and educated? Right, very classy. <laughs> classy. The piece of resistance. <laughs> so he covers the purple sofa with this ugly Focal point. blanket. Uh, so now they're ready. And Tony's like, you know now what? Now they're ready. <laughs> I think that I'm going to have a party and invite everyone over to my new place. And Philly's like, oh, well, that's a good idea because, you know, it'll make them think that they were wrong about you. And he says, wrong about what? And Philly's like, it's not pretty. And Tony's like, neither are you. Just tell me. And he says, you know, some of the guys say that you've gone soft since you've moved Again to Connecticut. Again with the soft. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Tony's like, me? Soft? And he says, what bum said that? And Tiny says, me. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. uh, one quick side note that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, we didn't really talk about the uh, actor, Tiny. But oh, the only yes. thing that I recognize him from is uh, he's an episode of Seinfeld. He plays the cable guy trying to get track down Kramer. Yeah. And Kramer keeps <laughs> avoiding him. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. And Tiny will be in more episodes. He will be in the next episode also. Oh, okay. But um, that's all I recognize him from. But then Pee-wee will come back. So I don't know if it's like... Yeah, they, Tiny <laughs> maybe got other jobs. Maybe, yeah. So they were like, okay, great. Now we got two guys. So we'll just swap them They're out whenever interchangeable. we Yeah. Um, and so Tony's like, well, you know, I... I haven't gone soft and I'm going to show it, prove it to him. And they're like, well, this party is a perfect opportunity. And they are reminiscing about a time when all Tony had to say was abracadabra and a woman would show up. Yeah. So he's like, I haven't said that word in a long time. And then he says abracadabra and guess who shows up at the front door? Angela. Yes, it's Angela. And she's holding a little pink vase with flowers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> are those pink? Ro- oh, no, those are like pink carnations. But I do like that the purple furniture stayed. Like the yeah. purple tables and stuff. I right. mean, I know Mona couldn't take them to the, to the, the um, hotel because hotel, right. it's already furnished. So Only Elvis was able to go. And her, exactly. And her kitchen utensils. Right, but not baby pictures. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure like if Tony would have lived there for an extended period of time, maybe he would have finally gotten rid of the Barbie Dreamhouse furniture. But for now, it's fine. Yeah. So Philly's like, again, bachelor violation number two, you don't have anything pink. Oh, Come on. Yeah, he can have something pink if he wants. And Tiny says... Tiny's ex- wearing a huggable shirt. <laughs> Tiny says, except for Pepto-Bismol. Oh, uh. So now, it's not tough, I guess. Yeah. They ask Angela, what do you think of the place? So she's looking around, and she hates this. <laughs> she doesn't like anything here. This is like if your boyfriend moves in and brings all of his crap, and right. you have to like gently tell him that it's going on the patio. That's pretty. Oh, there's a tiki. <laughs> is that a tiki mask hanging on the wall? I think so. Nice. But again, I can't tell if that would have been Mona's or if that's new. I don't know. Mona seems like she could be a tiki mask kind of person. And where was all this stuff if it's not Mona's? Where did I don't know. the attic? I don't know if he had stuff in the attic or if his friends gave him this stuff. Like, uh. 
to, to decorate his new place because gotcha. they were so excited for him. So Angela's looking around and she's like, you know, I've always thought you had more conservative tastes than this. And he says, well, that's because you've never seen this side of me before. Oh, boy. I know. And I, the way um, Angela says this line back about which side is that is very flirty, I thought. Mm. I don't know if you caught that or not. But um, she asks him, well, what side is that? And he says it's his wild side. So, yeah. again, she, and, and Angela's like, wild, you're the most responsible person I know. And the guys are like, no way. And he says, you know, back in my day, I was very wild. Uh, we would have these crazy Saturday nights. He makes a reference earlier here, too, that... Um, He's worried about having this party because the last time he partied with this guy, there were f- these guys, there were footprints on the ceiling that he had to clean for a week. How does that, how does that happen? I don't know. I mean, I've gone and to some crazy t- parties and had some crazy <laughs> parties, and I never remember anybody walking on the ceiling. Right. And did that happen in Angela's house? Like, is he referring to the when they played poker that time or something? Or have they come over since then? Still, if grown men are sitting around playing poker, no reason anybody's no. feet end up on the ceiling. I don't know that this is a surprise to anyone, but when I first met Kevin, he was quite the partier. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's saying that he had some wild parties, he's not kidding. Yeah. But... I feel like you were kind of Tony Maselli inside. <laughs> and I even remember when we first started dating. But I had friends who maybe would have walked on the ceiling. E- yes, His probably. feet would have ended up on the ceiling. If they could have. Oh, you know what I mean. Right. Um, Is that like a dancing thing? Like, Well, we're going to are... see it later. We're going to see later how the oh, footprints go I, on the I, ceiling. Why don't I remember that? I'll point it out to you. Oh. But, oh. oh somebody oh, in a motorcycle. Motor- we have the windows open because it's nice out. Sorry. Um... But yeah, I remember even when we first started dating, I was like, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> and you were like, well, I only do this stuff because I'm bored. And you were right, because mm-hmm. you actually were um, quite an upstanding citizen. Otherwise. But you know what? And then we had, but we still had some good parties. We even did. After we got together, we, we would did. have good house parties. Yes. But I think the less of them ended with you passing out on the floor after oh, yeah, yeah. I was involved. Yeah, yeah. So Tony tells Angela that he's planning to have this wild party on Saturday night, as long as it's okay with her. And she's like, that's fine. And he says, from now on, it's housekeeper by day, Maselli magic by night. Uh, what, what is it? What? <laughs> and then he says, abracadabra. And another woman walks in the front door. Well, how about that? Yes, it's a woman holding a basket, and she's like, welcome, wagon. Okay, now, first of all, they would know this woman. They've lived in this neighborhood for how long? And who would bring a basket to somebody's guest house being moved we, into? We wouldn't know a woman, uh, somebody down the street. And we've lived in this neighborhood for a while. Well, yes, but that's us. We don't like people. I feel like oh. they know people in their neighborhood already. Well, and, maybe this lady has been eyeballing Tony. Yeah, that's true. So maybe I'm she's moving like, to the guest house, and it's like time to pounce. <laughs> okay, so that is a good point. She's like, the hot housekeeper moved out of the main house and is now in his own house. All right, now I'm going over with the basket. All right, that's a valid point. Yeah. Okay, so now it's the night of the party, and there's a bunch of people there dancing around, having a good time. The woman does seem... A little disappointed Angela's standing there when she walks in. Oh, that's a good point. So she maybe thought that they split up. 
he moved into the guest house right. and it's time to oh, move Oh, yeah. She kind of like looks at Angela like, and then oh, looks wow. at him All like, right. oh, oh, you are still here. Taking okay. my basket back home. <laughs> now, the night of the party, Tony's walking down the stairs. And I love this little interaction here. Kind of dancing. There, yeah. There are a couple of people on the stairs. And... This woman and guy, they're getting pretty close to like almost kissing or whatever. Then Tony comes down and he says something to the woman and she drops whatever she's holding on the floor and then she stops to and picks it up. Like you would think as the actor, she would have just like gone on. Like who cares that it fell on the floor? No, just leave it there. Just like leave it there. I thought at first she picked it up and ate it. (laughs) But you pointed out it was a different. Yeah, I think she had like two celery stalks and she dropped one of them and then she ate the one that she didn't drop. But I wonder. Can you imagine being, you know, I got my extra part. Finally, I'm going to be in something and you're just dropping celery everywhere. <laughs> God, that'd be terrible. I get, or maybe I mean, it's, you look back and you show everybody, hey, right. that's me back there dropping <laughs> celery. Like, I'd be proud of that. <laughs> well, and I feel like she's almost a bit startled because Tony Danza comes up to her because that probably was also like maybe she was an extra that really interacted with him. Oh, I see. As opposed to just being someone in the background doing something. And she something. got nervous and dropped her celery. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or he just scared her the way he came up on her. Okay, so now in the front here, we see a woman dancing around in a yellow sweater. And we're going to find out that that's Cookie. Cookie. Now, they are dancing to Tequila. Is that the name yeah, of that tequila song? Yeah, Tequila by the Champs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so now... Cookie goes up to Tony, gives him a big hug, and is excited to see him. She's wearing leather pants, a gold bow, and like a bright yellow sweater. And then she's like, "This is such a great place." And Tony says, "Did you know? Have did you notice that the koozie has six jets?" Hmm. So she has already the koozie. Yeah, got yeah. six jets. What? Uh, who says koozie? When people from Brooklyn? Uh, come on, Tony. Okay. Oh, maybe Cookie's from New Jersey. Well, here's my theory about Cookie. I'm thinking there are some nights when Tony strikes out, and then he goes home with Cookie. Mm. Like I feel like they know each other. She seems a little um, comfortable with him. Comfortable. That's a nice I way think, to put it. I think Cookie's the <laughs> the consolation prize. Sometimes. Yeah, Cookie. It's Cookie's last one at the party, hanging out. Right. Yeah. She lingers, and then just if there's nothing else going on, Tony's like, "Okay, let's get in the jacuzzi." Okay. So Cookie, Tiny's sitting on the couch drinking a Coors um, banquet beer, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a really old. Is that the same beer that what's his the name the, drinks uh, in Cobra Kai? Uh, yes. Oh, awesome. The banquet beer. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, Tiny walks over, opens his beer all over the leopard. I know, all blanket. over the, uh, all over the, the um, piece of resistance, piece of resistance. <laughs> ruined. And Tony's like, "Hey, leopard stains," and he's like, ah, "What's one more spot?" Oh, Tiny. Yeah, Tiny's a slob, so that's what that's what we're getting to here. And then he goes up to Cookie and yeah. asks her if she wants to dance. And Makes she's, her move. Yeah. She he says, doesn't even ask her if she wants to dance. He says, abracadabra. Oh, is and that And then what she says? says, get away, creep. Oh, <laughs> get lost, creep. <laughs> and poor, poor Tiny, that's going to be his, he's going to get told that quite a few times tonight. Now. <laughs> I'm laughing at the next scene. I know. Okay, this is ridiculous. Okay, well, first Philly comes in. Philly comes in wearing a toga. 
He thought it was a toga party. I yeah, don't why? know. He's I don't know. Wearing a sheet. Just it's a wild thing. That's Philly. He's wild. So yeah, he comes in wearing a, <laughs> and even Tony's like, "Why are you wearing a sheet?" And he says, "I have great shoulders." So Philly goes over and immediately turns the volume of the stereo up louder. Right. And that makes Tony a little nervous. He's like, "Come on, hang on, hang on." He tries to turn it back down, but Philly turns it back up. Now, I don't think Tony's really having that good of a time here. He's just kind of wandering around, looking at everyone, kind of being an idiot <laughs> in his new apartment. Mm-hmm. And I, this is my favorite part. So he looks over. There's a man sitting at the bar of his kitchen. I don't understand this. Holding the keg spout and just spraying <laughs> beer into his mouth. But he it's, looks like he's also having a stroke at the same time or something. <laughs> like he's drowning. And then there's another guy who can't eat a sandwich. Right. So then another guy walks by trying to eat a sandwich and meat's falling out everywhere and going all over I know. The like, well, who are these people? <laughs> I know. And it makes you wonder if, like, I wonder if those two are, like, crew members. Oh, you know maybe. I mean? That'd I, be awesome. That's what I think. Like, those guys are, because even when the guy's pour, trying to pour the beer down his throat, right. for some reason, he's laughing at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. It just has this suspicion of Yeah, I mean, that would be, I, I mean, I don't know how... That works on shows. Because they're not sometimes. listed, right? No, these are, unless they have a line, they're not listed. Right, so. Um, yeah, I mean, they are just extras. So, yeah, it could be your writers or something, maybe, or assistant writers. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, so, so now Angela comes in to this mess, and Tiny comes up to her. <laughs> this mess. <laughs> Tiny comes up to her first, and he asks her if she would like to dance, and she's like, oh, no, thank you. Um, and he's like, okay, well, I'll come back when it's a slow dance. So she's sort of just wandering around. She feels really out of place. And then Tony spots her, and he's very excited that he she's there. So I kind of feel like he probably wanted her to come to this party really bad. And yeah. then, oh, I saw a boom mic. Yeah, I did too. Nice. There's boom mic on the top left there. Um, like as soon as he spots her. So yeah, I feel like he really wanted her to come to this party. And now he's excited to see her. And like, you kind of, you remember that feeling when you're like yeah. hoping that that one person's going to come to the party. Right. And then you see him. That you want to see. Yeah. And then you're excited that they're there. So He's kind of like, oh, I'm so glad you could make it. And she's saying this is a great party, you know, very successful. Successful. <laughs> um, she says it looks like a, a happy bunch. So now Tiny comes over with the Futterman twins. Mm, the Futtermans. So this is Denise Gallup and Diane Gallup. And I looked, they play Sally Futterman and Susie Futterman. And I mm. looked them up on IMDb and they basically did a bunch of spots as twins. Like, everything they were in, the other one was also in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then they haven't acted since the 90s, so they must have gotten bored with that. Hmm. But I have to say, the crimped hair here is spectacular. Yeah, it is. That is just not something you see anymore, and I don't... I mean, we haven't seen it for, like, 25, 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a very small period of time where maybe kids were doing it again a bit, but almost ironically... Um, but yeah, I don't see that style coming back. No. And it's impossible to get the crimping even too. And I remember that because you have to like leave off and then start again. And it's not easy to try to line up the crimp. So you're always going to have like uneven crimping and it's just, it's not a good idea. It looks like ramen noodles. (laughs) It's not a good look. So Tiny's like, you remember the Futterman twins? And he's like, oh, yeah, Sally and Susie. And then he says, 
Now, which one was Sally? And Sally grabs him and starts kissing him. Mm. So he's like, oh, okay, that one's Sally. Oh, so there's a history with the Futtermans. Yeah, but I'm guessing he only slept with one of them? I'm guessing, yes. Because there's a history with one of them. Right, right. Um, And so then they go to walk away and Tiny's like, maybe, are you sure? Maybe I should check. And then they both at the exact same time say, get lost, creep. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tiny. Yeah. But I mean, he kind of deserves it also. Yeah, he does. He doesn't know what he's doing. No tack. And then he says to, to Tony and Angela, I wonder if they do everything together. Mm. And that's weird. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Okay. So Tony's a little embarrassed that Angela saw all that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, they're, they're just some old friends. And she's like, yeah, I can tell your lips go way back. So he like wipes the lipstick off his face. And then a slow dance starts. So he asks her if she would like to dance with him. And she's like, well, it's either you or t- Tiny. And he <laughs> says that he's easier on her, t- on her, on toes. No, that means, yeah, Tiny's yeah. going to be stepping on feet. So they start dancing, and he notices her dress, and he says, it's very nice. You look very nice, and then he asks her if it's a new dress, which is cute, because of, co- of course Tony knows all of her clothes. Right. <laughs> like, if he would have washed everything. So yep. if he hasn't washed this yet, then it must be new. Yep. And she asks him, is this too conservative for a happening party like this? Mm, happening party. <laughs> And it kind of is. It is. It's very almost Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but um, but he's not going to say it. And it's still cute. It's very Angela. This is Angela casual. You can tell it's casual because the back is open on the mm, dress. I did notice that, yeah. Yes. And yeah, they loved putting Judith Light in backlit- backless dresses. And they should because she has a spectacular back. Okay, so I also noticed on the wall over the picture window, there's a picture of a race car. I don't know why. Because it's a dude. <laughs> and guys put like race cars on the wall. Yeah, I mean, but is Tony at all? And Tony doesn't seem know. like the type of guy that's watching racing. Maybe a baseball picture or something. I know. Why is there no baseball pictures? I thought I saw something baseball, but maybe not. Okay, so Philly comes over and turns off the slow song. And then that's it for that. Yes. It would like the record screeches and he says, you know, a few of us guys got together for a little surprise for Tony. And Tiny's like, okay, I want to see what my two bucks got. I know. That's funny. And also I like that um I like that Tiny's like still over there with the twins. <laughs> like, oh he's yeah. still hanging out with <laughs> That's kind of funny. Like he's not he's letting not that giving go. it up. No. Mm-hmm. And if you look behind Tiny in this scene, there's like a coat of arms. Is that what that is yeah, on I think the so. wall? On the wall, yeah. This place is a disaster. I, know. I feel it's like it's just a high. It's, it looks like a thrift store. Yeah. They, they just went through like all the show closets they could find. Yeah, for all the prop houses, prop, and they yeah, found and all this stuff. Put this together. Okay, so Philly introduces. Shalimar, who is a belly dancer, mm. which is probably the closest they could get to having an actual stripper because you couldn't put a stripper on and show that aired at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. So belly dancer. Sh- Shalimar comes down the stairs doing her belly dance thing. Now, this lady's name is Nawa. It's N-A-J-W-A. So I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm. Um, and this is the only time she's ever been on television. 
Oh, so she must have just been a professional. She was a professional belly dancer. Yes. So she comes down the stairs. She's got her little veil going. Tiny's super excited about it. (laughs) She comes over to Tony and Angela's like, okay, well, this is my cue to leave. So she's like, I'm going to go. And I clocked it. Angela was at this party for three minutes. Hmm. Long time. <laughs> From when she walks in to when she leaves. I know, but think about what you walk into. You get tiny there. You got Philly fingers in a sheet. Right. You know, and so and now as soon she as she walked walk... in, it's like, oh my God. Right. And now she's going to have to watch Tony get all horny over some belly dance. Right. Lady. Like so, she doesn't want to I don't see want that. this. Yeah. And, uh, and the I, twins. There's a lot going on. Right. A lot of moving parts <laughs> in there. But what's super cute is that. Tony gives up the belly dancer lady to walk her home. Yeah, 10 so, feet away. Yeah, she's like, no, no, you stay, have a good time. And he's like, ah, you've seen one veil, you've seen them all. So he leaves and he walks her to her door. Because I think really, you know, he's excited about having his play, a place of his own and being able to like, I think the idea of doing guy things seems a lot more fun to him than mm. the reality. Because now he's thinking, I'm going to have to clean this crap up off the floor. And, um, you know, they're making a mess everywhere. And really the one person I wanted to see at this party was Angela. And I already lived with her, so what did I do here? Right, exactly. Um, Okay, so as he's going to let, as he's going to walk Angela home, they continue on with the party a bit. And now, okay, so you, you missed it. Tiny is holding a guy by his feet. Upside down. Upside down yeah, by the loft. I saw that too. Okay, so that must be how the... Footprints get but on the ceiling. He didn't lift him up to the ceiling. Well, maybe he's not done yet. Oh, we right. haven't seen the okay. whole the whole kasha. Okay, We've just seen the beginning of it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> so Tony escapes, and then Shalimar dances over to Philly Fingers, and I feel like they just let this go too long. But I guess now that we know that Shalim that Nawa is a professional belly dancer, maybe they just mm-hmm. really wanted to give her like a couple of minutes here to show her doing her thing. Yeah, um, maybe she knew somebody on the crew too, and they got her the belly dancing yeah, gig on yeah. the show. Because yeah, Philly's dancing with her for quite a while. It's a little gross. Okay, uh, so <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> but and you have to think about he's wearing a sheet. I know, That's and gross he too. oh, and he said he's not wearing anything under the oh, sheet God. because Tiny was trying to get him to also let him put his feet on the ceiling, and he was like, "I'm not wearing anything under this sheet." Oh, gross. Okay, come on. Is the, oh. This, that's too gross for me to mention. Like when guys wear um, like thin shorts to strip clubs. So it's uh, the umbros. Umbra, yeah, that's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> silk shorts or umbros. <laughs> God. No, wait, I didn't say, did I say silk? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I'm guessing maybe somebody has done that. Yeah, But the umbros was the running joke. Yeah, wore the umbros. Yeah, because the they're like really thin material. <laughs> they're right? the soccer shorts. Yes. <laughs> I remember those. Okay. Um... So he walks Angela to her door, which is 10 feet away. <laughs> and she's like, you know, it was a very, thank you for a lovely party. Yeah. And he's a like, lovely party. <laughs> she's just lying. Right. It was a terrible party and you were only there for three minutes. But he's like, well, you, thank you for being a lovely guest. You didn't eat anything. You didn't drink anything. And I don't think you stole anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to steal any of that shit. No. So he's like, oh, she says she'll see him in the morning and she goes to leave. And then he's like, well, ha- about the morning, you know, how about I make us something nice for breakfast? And she's like, no, just juice and coffee will be fine. Yeah, Why doesn't Angela eat breakfast? I had juice and coffee. 
That must have been an 80s thing before they were like, you really should have breakfast in the morning. Although now there's intermittent fasting, but even still you wouldn't have juice and coffee. No. You're basically just having a glass of sugar and then coffee for breakfast. Um, So she goes to leave again, and then he's like, oh, and hey, if you know, if you ever need me, I'm only 10 feet away. Just let me know, and I'll be here anytime. Yeah, I'm racking my pants off and (laughs) be over. (laughs) And so she's like, you know, okay, go enjoy your party and have a good time. And so they say goodnight. She goes in the house. Then she's like looking through the little window at him in the door. Mm -hmm. And he hangs out there for a while, too. He does. Yeah, he waits, and then he's just kind of looking like, I just really want to go inside that house. And, and then the light turns off. Very pathetic. Cat. I know. <laughs> yeah. So he goes back to his wild party. So now it's a week later. This is the following Friday. It's nighttime. Jonathan and Angela are sitting on the couch together. No one's talking. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. <laughs> Jonathan's just staring. Like he's staring as if the TV could be on, but I don't think the TV's on. I no. think he's just staring. And Angela's trying to read a newspaper. And Jonathan says, this is awful. Like, it's no fun here without Tony. And Angela admits, you know, I miss him too, but what are we going to do? So she's like, let's go to the movies together. And Jonathan's not interested in No, it's like a a movie with my mother. Right. (laughs) And she's like, come on, it'll be fun. We'll go to the multiplex. You don't have to sit with me. And then Jonathan's like, okay, I'll go to the movies with you. So just then Tony walks in. And Jonathan's like, oh, hey, Tony, do you want to come to the movies with us? We don't have to sit with mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to sit with mom. Tony's just there to get his jacket. I guess he must have left it there earlier. I feel yeah. like he did that on purpose, so he would have to come through the house before he left. Yeah, maybe. And just check and see what was happening. Um, so Angela's like, you know, I'm sure Tony has more important things to do than go with us to the movies. And Tony says, yes, I actually do have plans tonight. Philly and I are going out again. Um, so Jonathan's like, you guys go out every single night. Like, what do you do? And he says a lot of fun things, a lot of guy things. Guy things. Yeah. Guy things. And Jonathan says, I can't wait till I'm a guy. I know. It's funny. (laughs) Walks away all dejected. Mm -hmm. So now Samantha comes down the stairs and Tony's like, oh, she says, bye Angela. Oh, hi dad. And he asks her where she's going. She says she's going to Bonnie's. He says, okay, we'll be home by 11. I know, Angela already told me. Mm-hmm. And then he says something else, too, that I can't remember. And she's like, oh, yeah, and okay, I know, Angela already told me. And then he asks, can I have a hug, or did Angela already do that as mm. well? And they show a shot of Angela and Jonathan where Angela looks a little bit like, eek, <laughs> you know. Right. She can tell that Tony's getting aggravated that samantha's doing fine without having him there at the house hey, she's taking care of things yeah but i mean what is she, angela has to what is she supposed to do go ask your dad i mean i guess she could say go out to that i guess house and ask your dad but she probably knows samantha and she knows the rules that samantha has already well enough to know that she can just say yes so um he asks them what movie they're going to see they're going to see 101 dalmatians mm. and he really loves that movie but he's ready. He's got to go do his guy thing. Yeah. So there's a horn honking outside. It's Philly. And he yells outside for Philly to keep his pants on. And then he's like, that's just a figure of speech. And then he's like, eh, never mind. And he just yeah, because he did have a sheet on last time we saw him. That is a good point. Yeah. So he could, could be going out be to like, the club. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what he's wearing out there? <laughs> so 
we cut to Tony and Philly walking back into Tony's apartment. And Philly's agitated. He's angry with Tony. And he's like, you know, I don't understand what is wrong with you. Like, we could have had a great time tonight, but you had to lay into that girl because of something. And Tony says, "I'm oh, because of her shrimp scampi. Mm. And Tony's like, I'm not interested in anyone who doesn't use fresh garlic. <laughs> then, <Come> Phil- <laughs> And then Philly's like, you know, one of those girls was really hot for you, and she had little hearts on her stockings. And then Tony's like, those weren't hearts, those were tattoos. Yeah. And he's like, and you did this the other night too when we met those gir- that girl and you wouldn't go out with her because she uses a canister instead of an upright vacuum cleaner. So Tony's just looking for reasons not to have yeah, sex with women at this just, point. Yeah. Now, when is the last time we think Tony had sex with someone? Mm. It's got to be when um, he took Tanya to that motel. I mean, the Fairfield Inn. When yeah, Angela so. and Jeffrey got together, yeah, we haven't seen Tony like dating Courting anyone, any, any ladies, yeah, or go, yeah. Um, okay, so now Angela's inside the. Oh, so well, I'm sorry. Now Philly's still angry with him, and he's like, you know, I don't understand what the guys are saying are, is right. You know, you have changed. Yeah. And Tony's like, I haven't changed at all. And then he starts flipping through the TV guide, and he's like, oh, do you want to watch Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, it just took a turn. <laughs> and Tony and Philly's like, no. So they cut to Angela inside the house watching Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and funny. I love how she's sitting crisscross applesauce on the I couch. Know. It's so cute. Um and like you, this just gives you the idea that if he wasn't going out tonight, they probably would have put Jonathan to bed and the two of them would be sitting here on the couch watching Little House on the Prairie. Yep. And did Little House on the Prairie air in prime time at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I should have looked that up. I was a huge Little House on the Prairie fan, but I always remember watching it when I would come home from school in the afternoons. So I'm not actually sure how long, but I could have been watching like the older ones and it was still going. I'm going to check real quick. Or this is just like, I don't know, TBS or something maybe aired it and that's what they're um, referencing. But also it's just funny because it's an even more ridiculous show than like... (laughs) You know, even murder she wrote or something like that. Right. So Angela's watching Little House on the Prairie. You hear the theme music and she asks herself, I wonder if Michael Landon's hair is real. (laughs) And now I kind of wonder that myself. I never thought about that when I would watch it. But I wonder if his hair was real because he did have a very thick head of hair. Okay. Was Little House uh, ABC Network? Oh, that's a good question. Probably since they're using it and... Also, Little House um, ended in 1983, so it was no oh, longer it was on the air. Oh, long Yeah, Prime okay. Time. So it had to have been syndication. Yeah. Hang oh, okay. On. What did you ask me? The production company. Oh, no, NBC. 80. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay. Um, okay, so... Sorry, I derailed you. No, no, it's fine. Never mind. My things. Okay. She hears a knock on the door. (laughs) Billy Fingers. Yeah. She's um, pondering Michael Landon's hair. There's a knock at the kitchen door. She goes back there. She opens it. She thinks it's Tony and it's not. It's Philly. And she kind of screams a bit when she opens the door. Well, anybody would. Right. And and he even says that. He says, I have that effect on women. Ah, Philly Fingers. But what's so cute here is that when she lets him in the house, he really wipes his feet on the 
um, the the floor mat. Wow, he's got respect. I know. It, it is cute. I feel like he's doing that for Angela. So, yeah. So, he wipes his feet on or the mat. Or he's doing that because he knows who's got to clean up the mess if oh, that's he true makes a mess too. in the house. Yeah. Buddy Tony. <laughs> um, so, Angela asks him, is there something wrong? And he says, it's Tony. And he takes his hat off, almost as if he's about to tell her he's dead. Yeah. And, and so, Angela gets nervous, and she's like, what happened? And he's like, you know, he's just... He's not making it as a wild man. And Angela's like, oh, my, okay, well, you had me scared. So she's excited to hear that part. And he, she's, he's, Philly says it is scary. Right now, he's up there watching Little House on the Prairie. I know. And Angela says, well, I thought you guys were out doing guy things every night. And Philly says, yeah, but we're not doing them with any women. Mm. And then Angela's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's not sorry at no. all. <laughs> um, so Philly tries to delicately ask her, are you and Tony doing the horizontal mambo? Oh, no. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Horizontal mambo. And classy. An- yeah, very classy. And Angela's like, I beg your pardon. And then he's like, you know, is there something going on between the two of you that I don't know about? And Angela says, of course not. Now, oh, she, I beg your pardon. Physically, there isn't anything going on between them. But if you remember in world in the episode when worlds collide, when they have the little poker party, the guys are making Eddie makes fun of Tony when he comes back into the kitchen from saying goodnight to Angela. Mm. Then, so you, I would think that Philly has an idea that Tony likes her. Already. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah. But maybe he also thinks, like, there's no way this lady's ever going to go out with him anyway. So, like... It's useless. Right. Like, they're totally different people. Um, so, Philly's just saying, you know, like, I don't understand. He should be having this great time, and he's just acting like a homesick puppy. And Angela says, you know, Philly, you are a very good friend, and you are a surprisingly sensitive man. <laughs> Because Philly is picking up on the fact that Tony is not having a great time. And then Philly's like, yeah, that's what my parole officer says. <laughs> so we go, this is all the same night. So now we see Tony in his living room and he's watching Bonanza. <laughs> so this must have come on after Little House on the Prairie oh, now. Oh, Bonanza. It's a double, double yes. feature. And the theme music's that, that going. That was really old, that show. Yes. And he says, good night, little Joe. And he turns off the television. <laughs> So now he's kind of he's kind of wandering around. He's in his pajamas already. Um, he's trying to decide if he should go to bed. And he oh okay, hang on. In the kitchen behind him here, there is a race car. Another like oh yeah, just jammed like on the counter, like a Ferrari or something. <laughs> Pinned next to the microwave. Oh my gosh, this place is such a mess. Yeah, it looks like a Ferrari Testarossa or something like that. So before he goes up to bed, he decides he's going to call Angela because the pilot light on the oven went out earlier that day, and now he can't remember if he relit it or not. Mm. So he calls, Angela picks up the phone, and she's like, oh, I thought you were going out. And he he totally lies and says, I just walked in the door, Mm. and Philly pooped out. But she knows that's a lie right. because she's already had a whole conversation with right. Billy. Um, so, yeah. So, he makes up his excuse because I'm sure he knows that he really re- relit the pilot. He's just calling to see if he can come over, basically. Right. 
because yeah. he wants to probably talk to her before he goes to sleep. Lighting the pilot light is code for something. <laughs> I know, I but... I really want to light the pilot light. But, but in this show, it's just code to come over and have a cup of tea because oh, no yeah. one's going right. to have sex for right. four more years. All right. Um, well. So, or if ever, we're not even sure. Yeah. So, Angela's like, no, pilot light's lit. Seems fine. She hangs up the phone, walks out of the kitchen, walks right back into mm-hmm. the kitchen, and she's like, you know what? He wants to come over, and I want him to come over. Right. So I'm going to go over to the stove, and I'm going to lift the lid, and I'm going to blow the pilot light out, <laughs> and now I'm going to call him back. Yeah. So Well played, Angela. Yep, yep. But it's like, I mean, everybody knows this dance that they've done with people before, so it is just cute and relatable to see them doing this with each other. So she calls him back, and she's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he comes over to the house, and she's like, I don't know what happened. One minute it was fine, and the next minute it was out. So he's relit it, and he's like, well, you know, now it's all better. So he's like, well, since, you know, the pilot light's on now, like, why don't we have a cup of tea? Yeah. So she offers to make him a cup Boring. of tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. How much are you trying not to use the words pound town? I know. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just nailing you to this ca- ca- kitchen counter, I'm going to go ahead and make it. Make tea. Make, make tea. So, yes. Yeah, so, Let's she talk. offers to make him the tea. So, um, because he's not at work right now. Because I guess now that he doesn't live there, their boundaries are a little more clear as to when Tony is at work and when Tony is not at work. And she's like, I can boil water. So she puts a tea kettle on the stove, turns it on, and doesn't burn anything down. Very good, Angela. Yeah. Now, they have a, a spoon rest that's pretty prominent right there on the side, but I feel like they should have had it in the middle of the stove because you would have been able to see it more, and that's where the spoon rest normally goes. But I guess since they had to open the lid and shut it again, they didn't do that. But mm. So Tony starts saying, you know, now that I'm here, like, this kitchen's just so nice, and... She says, you know, well, Mother's Kitchen's nice, too. And he's like, yeah, it's just not like this one. You know, it's really nice. It's really cozy. has so much light. And you have that nice little spoon rest <laughs> on the stove over there. It's funny. <laughs> um, so Angela's like, you know what? I have been thinking. And Tony's like, oh, I couldn't take your st- spoon rest. <laughs> like, why would it's Angela just be? <laughs> but Angela tells him, you know, like, Tonight it was the pilot light, but it could have been a prowler. Mm. And, you know, like, what would I have done without you? Like, then I'm here with the kids. What if one of the kids needs you in the middle of the night? So she's basically telling him, I think that you need to move back into the house. And she says, what if I couldn't find my fuzzy slippers? And he says, they're the second shelf on the left in your closet. Yes, he knows. Of course he does. Um, and Angela's like, you know, I know how much you'd have to give up and how much you'd be sacrificing to come back. So like if Tony was enjoying this, then that would kind of be a shitty thing for her to ask him to come back into the house. But he knows he's not enjoying it and she knows she's not enjoying it. So she figures he's not going to just come back himself. I'm going to have to be the one to tell him that he should come home. That's right. Yeah. So she goes for it. I'm pretty proud of her. So he's like, you know, I would be giving up a lot, but if it'll make you feel better, you know, I'll I'll do it. So he decides he's going to move back in. And he even says, you're the boss. That's right. So the tea kettle starts to whistle and Angela goes for it. And he's like, well, no, no, no. Now that I'm back, you know, this is my job. 
So now that Tony's back, I guess that means he works 24 hours a right. day. Right, I've got to pour the tea now. <laughs> Did they ever get tea bags out? I didn't notice that or not. They may just be drinking lukewarm water. <laughs> I didn't notice either. I don't think they did. I don't think so either, unless they're the kind that don't have strings. Yeah. So he asks her, you know, I noticed, in the, or he says to her, I noticed in the paper that they held 101 Dalmatians. So would you like to go see it with me on Saturday? I'll even let you sit with me. Oh, see? Yes. And so she says, okay. So, I mean, that sounds like a date, right? Yeah, it does. It does. That really does sound like a date. And he really likes that movie. Yes. I. You know what? I'm sorry. I meant to look up when 101 Dalmatians came out. Let me see. That would probably... Like, but probably around the time of oh, this movie. Oh no! Wait a minute. No, no, that's okay, the that's wrong the one. You're looking one. at the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on. You want the? Uh, so let me go to the, IMDb. Oh no, 101 Dalmatians just came a long, long time ago. Yes. Yeah, so it must have been that's the right, one where they the like early, re-released it right, in, like the in the theater or something. It, yeah, sixty-one. Yeah, they must have re-released says. it. You're right. So then, yeah, because Disney used to do that where they would put him back in the theater for a little bit, right? And then they'd mm-hmm. go back in the vault and you couldn't see it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, they caught on video for a while and then they would pull the video and you couldn't buy that for a while. Right, yeah, I do remember that. But I that. think they did come into the theater too. Right. And now there's Disney Plus. You can have whatever you want, Anytime. whenever you want, right then. Um, so they decide they're going to go to the movies and Tony says, you know... Uh, my favorite part is when all the little puppies end up back at home where they belong. Mm, oh, I see. What they yes. did. I see what he did there. Right. So the homesick puppy is now back home. Right. Um, okay. So now this is, I mean, the episode's not over yet. I, I know. But, oh, and then they, they clink their teacups mm-hmm. and drink their tea. So now this is the season finale. So I do feel like again, once again, we're going out strong with like a Tony and Angela I mean, heavy connection. episode. Yes, yeah. I mean, as far as we know, he has now asked her on a date. Yeah. Um. So in the tag of this episode, Tony hears something. He's on the stairs with a flashlight, <laughs> just peering into the like. Wouldn't you just run downstairs and right. turn on all the lights right. in the house immediately? Like, why it is he there look like with the a flashlight? Or maybe it is. It was. Well, then Angela scares him. She comes up behind him, and she says, did you hear that, too? (laughs) And (laughs) that, like, like, loud little kid whisper that Angela does. Um, So he's like, yes. Or he says, no, I'm just out here checking for termites. Which he probably should check for termites. Have you seen the banister? (laughs) The thing is shaky. I, I could probably find Seriously, some termites in there. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Angela says it maybe it's the chainsaw murderer. And Tony's mm. like, You've been watching too many movies. So as they go towards the kitchen, you hear something that sounds like could be a chainsaw going. And Tony gets scared and throws himself in Angela's arms and says, Hold me. Mm. So they decide to go into the kitchen together. I don't, I mean, I don't know. And like, no one has a weapon here or anything. He's got a flashlight, but whatever. He's Tony. He's also gone into the kitchen before and grabbed some guy off of Angela on the floor in the pilot episode. Um, So they go into the kitchen and it's Mona making a protein shake or a milkshake or something. I don't even know. So, oh, you know, she says protein drink anyone. Mm. So... Angela's like, Mother, what are you doing here? Why aren't you at the hotel? And Mona explains that she and her brother have come to an agreement 
they disagree about everything. And if she's going to have to spend the rest of her life being annoyed by someone, it might as well be with Angela. Mm, sweet. <laughs> and Angela even takes that as being sweet. She says, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, take what she can get. I know. Poor Angela just takes crumbs. So Tony gets so excited and he hugs both of them. Mm. But what's funny here too is like, Tony didn't waste any time moving back into the house. This no. is all the same night. Yeah. So I know. he just he they he drank his tea and then he just went upstairs to his old bed. Packed and up his stuff. Bed. <laughs> I'm getting in. <laughs> yeah. Um so then Oh, I'm sorry, hang on. I just lost. What happens at the very, very end? Oh yes, he just hugs them and yeah. he's so he excited. He gives them a big group hug and, and yes. he said he's so excited and that's it. But then he says, Mona, I should tell you something. There are some footprints on your ceiling. Oh, that's right. And then Mona's like, "Oh, you found them." Oh, yeah. like they had already weird been stuff there. Stuff was going on. <laughs> and whatever you're doing, it doesn't. You're not getting your feet on the ceiling. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of All season right. three. Now, as we've mentioned before, they shot this episode before they shot Mona. Right. So, do you think that they had two endings where Mona doesn't come back? And then where Mona does come back? I like, don't know. he would have moved back into the house regardless of whether or not Mona was coming back. It's all very confusing. <laughs> because then they didn't shoot the pilot, so then how would does they have anybody have known? the answers? Let I us know. know. I, I know. No, I don't think anyone does. Yeah. Anyone who has the answers has no interest in talking to us. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I've tried. But, I, I mean, yeah, so... They wouldn't have known that Mona was not going to work until closer to after they shot it, I would think. I don't know. Mm. So maybe there was going to be a different tag if Mona didn't come back. But since she did, then they used that tag. Yeah, but I mean, it affects the whole ending, like Tony moves back in the house. Yeah, but Tony would have moved back in the house anyway, I think. I don't know. I feel like they would have. Well, then, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, he would have moved back into the house whether Mona came back or not. Because then that probably would have freed up the apartment. Well, no, I'm sorry. Nick was already, um, James Coco had already died. But, like, Mm. I think he would have come back into the house anyway because they couldn't have this show go on with him living in the guest house. Okay, so (laughs) I'll do rating first. I really like, what? Oh, okay. I was wondering what was so funny. Because you're motioning at a cat that's trying to oh, do okay. something. That's what I thought you were laughing yeah. at. Yeah, and I can see that out of the corner of my eye. I know. Suddenly the animals are wild. I know. You guys don't realize this, but this we're now hours after. We had to cut. I had to go pick up my kids from dance class. <laughs> our kids from dance class. Now it's hours later. And so now the cat, the animals are all restless. Okay. Um, I gave this episode a 7.5. Oh, okay. Good. Yes. I really like it. I mean... It's super cute. I love the Tony and Angela stuff. We're really ramping up. What? This ramping up for this, season eight. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I found something interesting out. Um, I haven't seen, but apparently there's a special. And in this special, they say that originally they were on track to have these two married by season four. Hmm. So I feel like they probably were ramping up for something here. And then we'll get into this more next season. But um, on, on March 31st, 1987, the episode of Moonlighting aired where Maddie and David got together. 
And then they had like a three to five episode arc that dealt with them sleeping together. And there were like a lot of, it was stretched out over like 13 weeks or something ridiculous. And then Sybil Shepard got pregnant. Bruce Willis was having issues. Sybil Shepard was fighting with the creator of the show. And so they didn't, they weren't on screen again together for months. And the show just completely tanked. So I feel like that, and it be, it was called The Moonlighting Curse, and then it was just thought that if you get your main couple together mm. and you resolve that tension, then no one's going to watch your show anymore. But there are really a lot of other factors, I think. Yeah, The Moonlighting sounds like the whole thing was just imploding. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it sounded like a train wreck. So um, I need to find out some more as to what actually the other factors were, but yeah, and I haven't seen those episodes in so long. I should go back and watch them to see. I know. It'll probably be terrible. Yeah. Because there was... I, she ends up marrying someone else on a train. Like, I don't know. It just goes completely wacky. But I think that really made other shows gun shy to get their two leads together mm. where there was sexual tension. And n- now we've all suffered for it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, though. I, I mean, I bet you Who's the Boss would not have... I don't know. It's hard to say. Like maybe, maybe we would want to see Angela and Tony to for, together for a few years. Yeah, and I see think the family I mean, life and the yeah. And I understand and what they the say about how it changes the dynamic of the show because now it's more of a guy who's staying home. But I think there's so much stuff they could have explored there. Yeah. And I do think that you know Judith Light and um, Tony Danza could have kept it interesting because. They still have really good chemistry with each yeah, other, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not the ones sleeping together, so that right, right. that like chemistry isn't gone, you know. I think they really could have had a lot of fun with that, and we did see it. So it, it's not until much later in the series, but they were also supposed to get married in season eight, and mm. that didn't happen either. But there were scripts written, and there's a UK version of this show called The Upper Hand, where those two characters actually did get married and. Uh, she got pregnant with a baby. So even if they saved it for the last season, I don't know, they could have given something more than what they did. Yeah, but, it's re- weird. Yeah. I would love to see them actually married in the reboot because then it would also be fun because that could totally gross Sam out that her dad and stepmom are still like hot for each other in their 70s. <laughs> and you know that they would do a great job playing that off because... Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen any of the work that Judith Light has done on The Politician, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What was your rating? I got oh, off on a tangent. No, it's, it's okay. I, I agree. I think it's seven and a half is a valid rating. I like the um, I like the party scenes, and I like um, <laughs> you know the, the the wackiness that they were showing at the parties with the guys and the, the drinking the beer. Yeah, out of the, the keg sandwich. and the sandwich meat falling all over the place, and the and attention to detail of that apartment, the the, the that crap also in was the what I was going to mention too. It was amazing, like yeah. the crap everywhere, and and how they dressed it and everything. Um, and yeah, it just had funny moments, and uh, Philly Fingers was back. Yeah. So um, yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was really funny. Who is the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you? I think the boss was Angela. Oh right, okay. Um, because I think she she was uh, kind of running the scene the whole time. I mean, she went to the party, but she had the upper hand the whole time. Had you know, Tony's like chasing her out the door, right? 
and looking in the window and the light turns off all pathetic and you know trying to really like hang out with her and then he didn't you know Angela ruined his his uh night out with Philly fingers cuz all he was thinking about was Angela yeah. I think you know he couldn't focus on picking up women um so and then eventually easily moved back into the house yeah you know without really and, he, you know, she didn't have to, like, twist his arm to do so. So right. I think Angela was the boss. Yes, I agree. Um, I went with Angela because she saw that he wanted to come home and was just like, I think you should move back in. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Right. <laughs> he, she was running things. And she saw again. he called and wanted to come over, and she was didn't get it at first. And then she was like, you know what? I'm just going to let him come over. Yeah. Um, yes. Do you, you know, is that a, So can guys, I mean, I don't know. You're kind of you're way more of a emotionally intelligent, sensitive per- man. I think. Oh, wow, that's very nice. But do you think with a guy really like if he has a crush on a girl, can he not compartmentalize and still like have sex with other women, or do you think that guys really are? Because I feel like women are very emotion more emotionally attached, and not. I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone, but. I feel like guys can sort of compartmentalize that more than women Yeah, I can. probably, yes. <laughs> like Tony probably would have been like in love with Angela, but still like, well, no, I'd still been I'm out just going to keep going to pound town <laughs> until I know I've got a sure thing. Yeah. But I think Tony is also a bit more emotionally intelligent and sensitive than and I the think average maybe guy. As it's going on, time's going on, he's getting way more in, into Angela. Right. And yeah, he's just kind of like... less interest in them. Right. And I think he's just growing up too, like as in a person. In the cookies of the world. <laughs> the cookie. <laughs> yeah. huh, oh, poor cookie. Yeah. Okay. So you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod One on Twitter or on Facebook, go to the Who's the Boss Podcast page. On, you can go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message, and you can send us your own AOOA. We've gotten one now, and we have another one for our next episode, too. I'm very excited. All right. So, nice. Um, okay, so next, we are going to start season four. And the first, they, they go hard on the, um, the shippy stuff in the oh, beginning. Oh, right? Yes. Oh, boy. There's a big revelation. Yes, oh really boy! Good. All right, all right. I, I, I have vague memories of season four. I mean, except for what you've we've watched here and there, right? Right. But I mean, I don't know. As the whole thing goes on, I, there's a lot of things I don't remember. So it's like watching it a new show to me. And there's most an episode. Of the time. There's an I, there's an episode in season four where for me it was the last realistic point for them to get together, and I will point that out. Oh boy! All right, we good. There. Well, we got some stuff to look forward to yeah. for season four. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. All Thank right. you, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up. And tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your sister or brother. Maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.